move over to uh, to the fiasco that is Twitter of late. So uh, last Thursday, I think it was the end of October, uh, Elon Musk officially took over at Twitter. He changed his handle to Chief Twit, and I think he changed it. What did he put it most recently? So let me pull up what it is. I'm recording right before uh, broadcast here. He currently has his uh, bio as Twitter complaint hotline operator, which is fairly accurate. He's been uh, he's been going back and forth with all sorts of people, and uh, it, it's caused a lot of chaos. He's laying off about fifty percent of his employees, um, saying that there's a lot of um, middle management that doesn't need to be there. He said something like there's eight to ten uh, managers for every coder, which is kind of bananas, but not terribly surprising considering how much they kind of dove into the. Um, they kind of really got into content moderation a lot more depth than what uh, Musk is going to be doing with the company. Uh, and he unveiled, there's been, there were leaks earlier on in the week that uh, they were going to be changing uh, tw Twitter's blue feature, what they call it. Yeah, Twitter blue is the name of the function. Um, they're going to be expanding it. So check marks, which are how accounts are verified are now going to be part of their paid subscription, which rose a huge fuss that I didn't entirely understand. I thought that was, that was a good idea. Um, here, here's it with verification right now. It only happens for uh, people of notoriety who have a lot of followers and before were with the previous owners of the company uh, had a certain political direction that they posted in for the most part. There are many, many people with a lot of followers that just would not get a response to be verified. Count Dankula is a, is a prime example. Say what you will about his comedy. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of his. He, he's totally off the rails. And um, he, he's the, if, if you follow internet culture, he's the internet, he's the Nazi pug guy is what he was known as. Uh, and there's a huge First Amendment, what would be a First Amendment issue here in the United States. Scotland doesn't have that. And that's a whole other tangent to go down another day maybe. But they like, refused to give him a, a check mark. If, at, at first, the pricing was going to be $20. I thought that was way too much. People should not be spending $20 to just have their account verified on the platform. But he got... He said, uh, "He said, power to the people." According to Musk, a couple days or a day later, saying it's going to be eight dollars a month for the service, which makes me kind of think he already had that as what he was going to do, and this was kind of a, a PR stunt, which he's no, he's want to do when he feels uh, bored or something. I don't know what where his mind goes sometimes. Uh, eight dollars a month. I'm like, eh, fine, but that wasn't good enough. Um, so all sorts of people start freaking out that free speech now costs $8 a month. You got to pay $8 a month in order to use Twitter. Twitter is going to be free. Twitter is never is not going to be a paid platform. $8 a month is going to give you verification and the ability to use some uh, some more advanced features it, like uh, being able to silo a certain amount of followers to, to follow. We probably restrict your DMs and things like that. Eh, fine. If it has a pretty good share or saving feature, I mean, that'd be amazing for, for me personally. And that's what a lot of reporters use Twitter Blue for currently is to, um, to, to bookmark posts for use when reporting. So you have a record of it instead of screenshotting and linking which is always a mess because if uh, you link to a tweet and they take it down, you don't have that content. If you screenshot it, it could look fake and see, someone could call you out for not posting something correctly. To to have that ability would be amazing and to have it built into the platform I think would be really sweet. Um, 
it's it's received some pushback from the other from some other people that that are generally speaking kind of supportive of it. Uh, Sagar Sagar, who is part of Breaking Point, said uh, brought up a really good point on this. He said that it should be tiered to some extent. Like people who have a hundred um, people who have like less than a thousand followers, maybe it's like five dollars a month, and you have a certain level of these Twitter blue features. But if you have a hundred thousand or a million of followers, maybe it should cost more. Pay. a month or whatever it is in order to really have some really advanced down in the weeds features that would only be useful to something like that to be able to have a to be able to only interact with people of that uh, follower count it could be very useful from a networking perspective and um keeping the the dialogue a little more curated because that that is gonna that is a concern right here with twitter with it going to a more of a quote free speech platform is what's is it going to be a hellscape of people posting the n-word and all sorts of terrible things in the replies over and over again i don't think it's necessarily going to be that i think here's the deal I, I tweeted this earlier. There are two kinds of real leaders, visionaries and business types. If a company doesn't have both types, you get what's currently happening at Twitter. Elon is a visionary and always has been a mess on the business side of things. He's had so many lawsuits. He's dealt with the SEC over and over again, um, messing around with, with shareholders, lying with Tesla multiple times, like over, I think, since the get-go, with regards to uh, when products are going to be hitting the production line and such and how many cars are going to be produced. Elon is known for just releasing a whole bunch of just nonsense into the world and getting in trouble for it, and sometimes not getting in trouble for it because he's a billionaire. Um, Twitter, Elon needs the business type in there. I don't think there's anyone left right now at Twitter that that can do that because they were so corrupt with their own ideology. Editorializing there a bit, but it's he needs someone there that can get get their act together. You could say the same thing about Steve Jobs and Johnny Ive with some of their their design releases. Like, yeah, these these Apple products are so pretty, uh, but you've released you've removed everything like think of the first gen macbook air where it was this tiny 12 inch computer where it had one port and a charge port and that's it and the ports kind of slid into itself it, it it was a really cool product if you're a techie that's looking for something like that it's amazing general use it didn't work it didn't work at all they um they ended up completely redesigning it with the second generation because johnny was all into minimal design to the nth degree and uh, steve jobs who's the biggest enabler of such things uh made a terrible error and they ended up changing to the macbook air that basically was um, one of the most popular computers sold for like a decade. They didn't change much from 2012, it's 2010 or 2012 when that changed until the new one came out about two years ago. Like, you need someone there that can understand this. That's why Tim Cook uh, was so vital to the explosion of Apple over the last few years of Steve Jobs being um, in charge of the company before he passed away due to cancer. And now that Apple has just Tim Cook, and he doesn't have Johnny Ive. He doesn't have Steve Jobs. He doesn't have these other people there that really were these visionaries, so far as we can tell from the outside. We're seeing these mediocre products come out that people are kind of unsure of. The The Apple reviewers online are like, 
uh, do I really still like Apple? Am I really into this? Um, Linus Tech Tips, Snazzy Labs are a couple of examples of companies where they have uh, Apple support for a lot of things and it's part of their ecosystem that they that they utilize. They're like, there's big problems and and I see them. I'm an Apple user and I see this and I'm like, why is it we're removing the head jack, headphone jack from iPads now? There's definitely got to be room that you can make it fit. Um, I think Twitter is going to be going through that same thing. Like it's going to be a growing pain. I think he really needs to rebuild his staff. I was thinking, oh, t- Musk might be able to turn this around pretty quick. But judging by this, what we've seen the last week and a half, I'm thinking just pulling a number out of nowhere. It's going to be a year or two before Twitter really turns around, implements the things that Musk originally said he was going to start diving into. And it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting follow from a tech perspective, a political perspective, and just mainstream who actually is going to exist in Twitter and on that platform in two years. All right, listen to the New England Take on WKXL. I'm your host, AJ Kearsett. We're going to be going to a break right now. We're going to be coming back with Neil Avesk, who's the executive director of the New Hampshire Institute on Politics, talk about their poll that they released this week. If you missed it, you can check it out on demand at nhtalkradio.com. We'll be right back after this.